The reason we go account-based is we know the kind of accounts we win. Anybody else that comes in, they got to go. You're listening to the Flip My Funnel podcast, a daily podcast dedicated to helping B2B marketing, sales, and customer success professionals become masters of their craft. It's Monday, so in this episode, you'll be hearing one of our favorite and most actionable talks from past conferences. To sign up for the upcoming Flip My Funnel conference this August in Boston, visit flipmyfunnel.com and use promo code PODCAST for special pricing. This podcast is supported by LinkedIn, Marketo, Terminus, PFL, and BrightFunnel, titanium sponsors of the Flip My Funnel community. Funniest story was as... uh... I was talking to Matt Hines about the last Flip My Funnel, and uh, the reason was we were about to go speak together. He's like, hey, dude, like, you've got to make sure you do it in the allotted time. I'm like, what are, you, what are you talking about? I always do. And he's like, at the last Flip My Funnel, you literally threw the whole schedule off. And he was talking about Sangram was like in the back. He's like walking around nervously as I go way over. And there was a moment in time where I said, it sounded like I was going to finish. And he's like, and then I watched Sangram. He's like, phew. And he starts walking up. And then you're like, and then the next slide. And the guy just like sunk to his seat. Anyways, today I tried to create something very specific. As you can tell by the title, I want to talk about marketing SDR orchestration. And I just say that, a couple reasons why I'm really focused on this. Because it's a very narrow topic. But, you know, we've been out there talking about account-based. So we've been studying it for a year and a half, maybe close to two years. And we've been working with clients for a year on it. And what happens in the ivory tower in our presentations about account-based? And then there's what actually happens on the street. What I really wanted to come to in my latest round of things that I write about and talk about and speak about was, well, how can we realistically go? Let's go. And the thing that I found, which I'll talk about in a little bit, is if we just isolate two groups and start to get them to work together, we can be successful really fast and we can start to add the other things. So that's, that's why we're here today, which I'll talk about more in a moment. So let's, I just want to give you a little bit of my background, less than 30 seconds on that. The challenge of orchestration and the solution, some of the things you need to change your mindset to get there, and then a use case, which ironically happens to be about a use case, which should be fun, and then some takeaways. So just a little bit about me. So the reason I want to tell you this is just so you get a feel for where I'm coming from here. So my company is called Topo. We're a research advisory consulting firm. We're focused on a couple things. One is we focus on high-growth companies, So instead of trying to get data from 50,000 data points, we're looking at the top 100, 150 fastest growing B2B companies in the world. And the second thing is we look at them across demand generation, sales development. We have one of the only dedicated sales development practices out there in sales. And we try to figure out what they do, not just from a strategy and a people and a process perspective, but the tactics. Like, what are they actually doing? Because when we started the company, we realized one thing was that there's just this lack of specificity. Well, you know, if you went on right now and typed in account-based marketing on Google, you'd get a lot of things that tell you you should go do it. But like, how? So we do three things. We do playbooks, which are owner's manuals. You can think of them as consulting. We do advisory, which gets access to the data and access to our analysts. And training, which for marketing we call workshops. Sales, they call it training. Marketing, they call it workshops. But we do all three. And the only other thing I'll mention is we have lots of clients, but they span. They're all B2B. They're all high growth. Uh, we have big ones like the ServiceNows and the 
Googles and LinkedIns of the world. We have, you know, the middle, the Ring Centrals, Twilio's, et cetera, of the world. And then we have a lot of early growth companies as well. All right. I made that the most boring piece. So let's talk about my point of view. So when we first started, you know, I talked about how it's been the last couple of years we've been starting account based and, you know, the uh, the, the term account-based everything came from when we started, I hired a demand chain analyst. I said, all you're going to do is study account-based marketing. And the first thing we noticed from the account-based marketing studies that we did was it, you can't go it alone. And we needed a bigger word. The other thing was, was that, you know, we have a big sales practice. We go talk to sales and be like, it's account-based marketing. That didn't resonate with them. But if we went in with a clean slate and said, it's account-based everything, everyone is going to be focused on your accounts. It changed there. And that, all of those things told us we need something bigger. It's a strategy. It's not a marketing campaign. It's not a marketing tactic. It's not something you'll go test. It's how your organization thinks about winning revenue. So we defined it as the coordination of personalized marketing, sales development, sales, CS, product, executive, you name it. Everyone's aligned to the driving engagement and conversion at a targeted set of accounts. The key is everyone's aligned. It was funny, I was sitting over there, we're talking, one of the people were talking about account-based marketing, and Nick from Get Smart Cons is like, what about product? Like, what, you know, I'm like, yes, right? You, I can't tell you how many times everyone's like, hey, we're going to go on the enterprise, right? And they've got a tool, an application with a $20,000 ACV, and it's like, hey, we can go in the enterprise. No, you can't. Everyone has to be aligned. Who do we sell to, and how do we figure out all the things we need to do to win that business, keep that business, and grow that business? So for us, there's five attributes. I will go through them quickly because it's not the entire focus of this presentation. So one is we focus collectively as a group against a targeted set of high-value accounts. That can mean anything from the biggest accounts or the smartest accounts. You know, there's lots of really great examples happening as people sort of isolate their ideal customer profile and they figure out who do we really win deals from. There's really interesting stories about what that looks like. For some of you, that might be the technology environment that they have. Some of you might be vertical, right? Everything depends on your business. The second thing is every Everything is intelligence-driven. We use insights, mass insights, micro-insights, account-based insights. But look, we're going from trying to hit people over the head with clubs, sending as many emails as we can to get 1,000 people to a webinar, to trying to get 1,000 accounts to get 10 of them to respond. To do that, we have to be as relevant as we can. And in order to create that relevance, we have to use intelligence and insights to do that. The other thing is orchestration. This happens across everything which we'll talk about today. Valuable and personalized buyer experiences. This one's one of my favorites. Yeah, yeah. We've been talking about it for 15 years and it's been the total crock. You guys all get those SDR emails. You guys all get those webinar invites. We've been talking about being buyer-centric and relevant for years. And if, I mean, you go in and like, here's our presentation about how we're going to be buyer-centric. But at the end of the day, our goal was what? To get as many MQLs as we can. So it was always about what's the biggest thing that we can go do. Now we're trying to get the smallest thing we can go do. And to do that, right, we have to be valuable and personalized in how we deliver. And the final thing is coordinated high effort out frequency. And what that means is in traditional marketing, you like that traditional marketing? Started in 2005 when marketing automation came out. We thought about high effort frequency against a large set of data. So we had a, a list in our Marketo of 300,000 accounts. And we said, here's what we're going to do. We're going to run webinars each month. We're going to send them white papers, et cetera. But when we think in an account-based context, we think about that account. 
And are we going to continue to push through on the requisite amount of touches, valuable and personalized touches over a set period of time, right? We are going to make that commitment. We're going to track it. We're going to plan for it and we're going to go do it. That is a different mindset. It's not how many people came to the webinar. It's did we invite account A? Did they come? How many times did we touch them? And what are we going to do next? So for this, I want to focus on orchestration. And let me tell you about orchestration. We have this slide. It's dulled in the background. We went out there and said, look, orchestration happens across all these different food groups, and it's all these different touches over time. And people would come out of that going, that's a great slide. Can I have that slide? I'm not kidding. That was the number one request. It was cool, right? It was great to have a great slide. I'd be like, wow, the rest of the deck was pretty cool too. You know, I'll throw that in there for added bonus. But anyway, they would take this, they'd get really excited. Then they'd hire us and we'd come in, they'd be like, oh my God, how the hell are we going to go do this, right? It's scary. Trying to coordinate all these different food groups, trying to get all these touches together, it was scary. Orchestration is core to account-based everything. And we were in this thing where everyone got it. They said, we got to go account-based. There's a set of accounts we should sell to. We're aligned. Holy crap, now what, right? So when you think about orchestration, it's this coordinated effort that you see here today, right? We're going to do different tactics, different programs, campaigns, you name it. We're going to do offers. We're going to reach out from a sales development perspective. We're going to try and hit the multiple stakeholders in that account or set of accounts. And we want our goal is to drive engagement of those accounts. Makes total sense, a little bit scary. So here's what we found, is that there's a path that's faster and delivers results. So one of the things we did was we went to everyone and said, here it is, right? Look at this. It's exciting. It's awesome. We went and met with sales, and they're like, what? Well, uh, you know, show me the money, right? I was talking to one guy at a really big SaaS company. He's like, CS, it made total sense, but man, like, I'm not going to, you know, it was too painful to coordinate with them, right? And that's why we ended up where we are today. So when we looked at companies that met or exceeded their expectations in less than a year in account base, there was one thing that they all had in common. They had a great sales development organization. Now, they weren't always reporting to marketing, right? But these guys were focused on the target accounts. They were effective. In many cases, they worked together. But at a minimum, at a starting point, that sales development team was focused on the same set of target accounts as marketing. And that was the truth, right? If I talked about how we came to account-based everything, we started with marketing. We said it was all marketing. They, weren't, they were just kind of doing their thing. Not quite as effective, right? Now we look and said, okay, now everyone's jumping in. What's one of the ties that binds? One of the ties that binds is sales development. That inside sales team, right, that you work with. Because things have changed. Right? I mean, you guys, I'm sure, you you know, most people are reporting back that Marketo lead nurturing conversion numbers are going down. SEO is harder, right? All of these things play in. The biggest tell I tell people about account bases was coming was nobody ever questioned this crazy thing that was happening, which was we were out there touting the inbound marketing world, content marketing, yada, 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 60% down the buying journey. Marketing is going to deliver this, right? And then the hiring of outbound sales development reps was at an unprecedented clip during that time. Isn't that an irony, right? That basically we had it all figured out. This is unbelievable. I'll just preview slides while I'm talking. The, we had this unbelievable idea, right, that we could, something's happening to my clicker. 
We had this unbelievable irony, which was marketing had a great idea. We were actually lighting up the scoreboard. It was awesome. MQL city, man. We can go into board meetings and be like 15,000 MQLs this month. What up? What's sales doing? I can't figure it out, right? Yet sales was hiring outbound sales development guy. I mean, you couldn't believe the clip. Everyone said this was dead. Yet sales, right? If you look at the numbers, it used to be 50-50 where sales development reported, marketing sales, right? Well, two years ago, it was 90% in sales on the outbound side. You know why? Because they were reacting to a targeting problem. When we put out big marketing programs, we weren't getting targets we wanted. Sales was reacting by creating outbound. Where we are today is marketing said, well, I can do just as well. And, and, and sales is like, okay, well, that sounds good. And then we say, but I don't really want to work with you. And we're saying, well, you have this group, right, that's calling people and emailing people. Why don't we go work with them, right? So now we're saying instead of just outbound sales development, instead of marketing in a silo, creating these amazing demand gen programs, can we work together, right? And those companies that have done that, they've seen the greater, greater success. So the big news is sales development's ready. So we study sales development teams, right? We took 150 from the fastest growing companies in the world, and we looked at how are they modeling their sales development teams, and 45% said they're going to be account-based, 27% are partial account-based, I'll explain it, don't worry, and 28% are still greenfield. So I'll work from the bottom up. Greenfield was outbound sales development. So one of the biggest things that happened was when the predictable revenue outbound sales development thing hit, we thought it was awesome. But actually, they were spamming the living hell out of buyers, right? Thousands of emails a day, anybody downloading massive lists out of data.com or out of Discover Org, right? And just spamming people. That's Greenfield. No targets. Doesn't matter. Get the meeting, okay? That's now waning. It's down about 28%. And those are primarily in markets that sell to everyone. They aren't account-based anyway. And probably half of that is still a really terrible idea for them to be a greenfield. Partial account-based is they say, well, we do have a set of target accounts, but sales development's still allowed to go you know, download names. Yeah, it's okay as long as they hit their number. Account-based is they have a set of target accounts that they go after. So they're ready. They're moving to account base. And the good news is, is many of them haven't felt the pain yet, right? So we're moving from greenfield or partial, where we can take horizontal messages, hit as many people as we can, and the numbers will come through. But then when we tell them you only have 200 accounts, it's like, oh, right? The numbers are going to change. So they're primed. The pump is primed. Sales leaders are saying, no, you're only going to go after these accounts. Sales development's going for it. The top 10, 20% of the kids in the, in the call center are nailing it. The others are struggling a bit. The numbers are changing. Now it's time for marketing to jump in and go help them. So let's talk about that. So the, the, everything's set up for this success, and it's happening today. There's a couple things you got to think about differently. So one is you got to kill the MQL and focus on the SQL. That's a big change. Number two is everyone has to work on the same set of ICP accounts, which I'll talk to you about in a second. We got to transform the outbound SDR team into an account-based SDR team. I'll show you what that looks like. And then we can decide des design orchestration after that. So the first thing is, is it, Look, I agree with most people will tell you this. Don't kill your volume and velocity machine. I know I was poo-pooing it, but keep it. You, don't, you can't change this whole thing over to account-based. The shock to the system is too much. That's what I'm trying to tell you here is why don't we, from an account-based perspective, instead of changing the entire organization, why don't we mobilize the organization and just make outbound better? And to do that, we have to change the... Uh, change the focus on metrics. Instead of MQLs and these things, which are good, they are KPIs, 
In this point of view, we will tie ourselves to either whatever you call an SDR meeting, whether that's an SQL, SAL, or whatever that might be, and target account pipeline. We'll do that for the next six months to 12 months. This is what I'm now telling people, look, the end game. So when we surveyed people and said, people with two years plus who are really good at account base, what are the metrics that you track? You know what they said? Deal velocity, win rates, ACV, and target account pipeline. Two years. If we want early success, let's just start moving our way down the funnel. Let's sign ourselves up to work with SDRs to nail the target account pipeline. How many deals are we putting into the pipeline from those target accounts? I will tell you one thing that's very true is when you do use target accounts, your ACV will rise. That's happening across the board. By just determining who you're gonna go sell to, deal sizes are increasing, some absurdly, absurdly, okay? Win rates, deal velocity, these are all exciting metrics and they come with time. The key right now is, can we tie ourselves to that moment in time when things go in the pipeline in the near term? As your program starts to flow, you'll start to move yourself into the sales process and then we'll start to really tie ourselves to the win metrics, the big ones. Now you should be tapping those because those are a big deal. But at the end of the day, my point to you is you're just getting started or it's kind of working, kind of not working. Take it one step in the funnel at a time. Let's start with building that target account pipeline. And it's a focus change. I get it. It's scary because when you, like I said before, the scoreboard was getting rung up, right? We were getting, we could make it look so good. And I get it. It's 1,500 people to this webinar, 1,000 people downloaded this white paper. I get it, right? It's much easier to go to the board with that kind of stuff. And so I get it. Don't kill it. But like from an outbound perspective, the, the numbers we should be looking at are the SDR meetings. I was just telling a story today. I was meeting with one of the, literally this company is the, they are the model of industrial strength demand generation. You can't believe the six figures they put up in MQLs on a quarterly basis. But the mandate is to move into the enterprise and buying leads on the internet and doing webinars and lead nursing. Those things weren't working. They had to go account-based. We were meeting with them with months. They were racking their heads. And then finally, the director of demand gen walks in the room, 20 of us in the room, and goes, in account-based, it's about the SAL. Points to the director of account-based demand generation and said, your new number is the SANL number. It will be tied to the SDR guys, right? These are the kind of eye-opening things that are happening because right now what we want to do in account-based is we want to have everything work together. And when we do that and we just take that early metric, you'll see the numbers are happening today and they're great. Uh, one of the companies I looked at, just looking, they said, well, how, why is it successful? We got a 50% lift on meetings in the target account. One company had 100% lift. One that had 50 SDRs, 30% lift. That is huge. Putting the right accounts in at higher numbers. So one thing I noticed when I went out and started talking to people was that the key word here is ideal customer profile. That's the profile of target accounts you're going to go after. We go in and say, well, before we go do anything together, we have to make sure that we're all working off the same target accounts and the same contact. And I learned something really interesting was that marketing was working off their own database. Sales development had weapons of contact mass destruction. They could download from everywhere. They were dumping them all in the sales force. And sales knew exactly who to talk to. And none of it was syncing so that we could create relevant campaigns. In the case of account base, it has to be a unified ideal customer profile. We have to be going after the same people. And I'll tell you right now, when I look at some companies that aren't coordinated, by just focusing collectively against the same accounts, they see a lift. Because what was happening before, they were doing marketing. They were, so whoever comes, comes, and that's great. 
Now they're saying, well, here's the accounts we're going after. Alignment is better, but even by just unifying who they go after, they were seeing early success. So we're going to take the ICP. We want to have about 70 to 100% complete CRM data against that ICP, against the key stakeholders. 100% is a pipe dream, classic analyst thing. But the, you get the idea. We want to make sure we know exactly who we're going after, create a unified ICP database. And as we start to create campaigns with the SDRs, we want to carve sections out so that we can build relevance. So an account-based sales development organization. So I sort of talked about how marketing was siloed from everyone else, right? Because we had this MQL thing. So we could live on this side of the wall and say, we pass MQLs, you guys do everything else. Now we're saying break the wall down. Sales development organizations are siloed today. There's inbound and outbound right? And what you want to do in account-based is you want to assign account-based SDRs. They're hybrid. They're inbound and outbound. They are tied to a specific set of accounts. And if people come in from those accounts, they will follow up on them. It's got to be the same person. One of the things you're trying to do here is in the world of account-based, the SDR becomes this human campaign manager, right? They are, the, they are so key to how your face to that company, right? We, don't want, we want them to know everything about that account. So someone comes in, they downloaded a white paper. You're like, oh, well, how are you related to Sheila and so-and-so? You know, I know that you guys are working on these objectives, all these. That's too valuable to give up to pass through an inbound team. So we want both. The other thing that's been amazing for marketers, and this is what we'll talk about when we talk about an orchestration campaign, is it doesn't matter anymore if they fill out a form because they're getting air cover and the conversion rates on their outbound campaigns are higher. They're getting higher response rates as a result, right? And they are getting higher meeting set rate just by having the air cover. So Nick Ezzo from Host Analytics, we were just talking the other day, he was speaking in a room of about 30 people and he said, my outbound team has noticed since we've gone account-based for the last year and a half, they will come back to me and say, when we call someone, they will say, oh yeah, I just, I just saw you guys somewhere. It's an old school way of thinking. This air cover is increasing conversions. The key is we have to go against the same set of accounts. And when we silo the SDR team and they're just pure outbound doing their thing and then inbound follows up, that's, that misses the point. We want SDRs who own that account and their job is to get meetings at that account. You want to keep your inbound team, they're for all the pots and pans and everything else. Remember, we're not killing our volume and velocity machine. You still get to run up those 15,000 MQLs, right? So you can pass that to the board. That's a big thing, right? But anybody who's not assigned accounts, we need teams that still do those mechanics that we care about, following up immediately, et cetera. Here's the one catch. What teams are doing on the sales development side is they're saying account-based SDRs, they have 200 accounts, et cetera. If they're going to pass a lead to sales, it's a lighter qualification criteria, Right? I mean, if, if your target account is the Department of Defense, you get the CIO, really, you want them qualifying them for BANT? Oh, yeah, we better not pass them over, right? He doesn't have a project. No, we're taking that meeting, right? Because a sales rep who's account-based has 50 accounts, and they got to get in there. So that's a looser definition at the top. But what people are doing on the inbound, because those accounts are not tagged as being in the ideal customer profile, those have rigorous qualification, Think about it. So we've made the decisions. We're going to go after this ICP because we know they convert better, right? So everyone else, that's where the pipeline gets clogged up. We cannot let people through unless they prove to us they should be there. So everyone says Bant is dead. I do. Everyone quotes me. I just did a Twitter thing. I was looking for a quote. and It was all my quotes. So uh, I'm, I'm up here just giving you guys a little bit of perspective here that I don't believe in it 
on an account-based perspective, on an outbound perspective. I believe that if, if we're trying to get into target accounts, sales reps need meetings there. But I do believe if those accounts we're not quite sure about, if we're targeting this ICP and the parakeet shop comes in, there better be a good reason I'm about to pass them to sales. Right, so like here's a specific example. We have account, all their enterprise account-based SDRs, it's right person, target company, set the meeting. Everything else is project in the next six months. They don't care, right? Because if they're gonna spend time and put these guys in the pipeline, then they better prove it. And I'm telling you right now, I work with sales teams too. If you look at pipeline lag, you can equate it to the types of companies that are in there. You can look at it and go, why is that company in there, man? Oh, well, they were really interested and wanted to hear more. Serious? I mean, it's like this, like that, that, that to me is so obvious a case for thinking about things in an account-based perspective, but it's hard because... Look, you're going through your day, someone finally doesn't tell you to get out the door and says they want to work with you. It's not an account that will normally close. There's probably an account that will churn. I get why someone would put it in. We got to prevent it. The reason we go account-based is we know the kind of accounts we win. Anybody else that comes in, they got to go. Best quote ever, open source company, anybody in open source? Well, you don't have to raise your hand. If you are, just go, yeah, yeah, that's me. Is uh, You get all those leads, right? I mean, it's crazy. Open source companies that go in there, it's like, my God, right? Everyone wants to know more. You got the community, you got all this stuff. And he said, here's how I would represent what you just showed me. Account-based, send them through. Inbound and not from the ICP, hang up on them. If they call us back, send them through. Now, don't hang up on people, but you get the idea. And then once you do that, we want to create a coordinated orchestration plan across touches, activities, audience, owner, and then, you know, any kind of information you want here, like if you want to do a personalized video, those kinds of things. That plan should go across marketing SDR. If you can do exec, I have sales in here just to give you an example. I, gar I warn you against that. Execs are willing to do it as long as you queue everything up. And then you want to create this plan. I would separate out your media promotional stuff, your one-to-many, just so most of that's going to run all the way through the campaign but you want to target that against activity, obviously an audience and what you're trying to do there. And here's what it would look like. So this was a company, it's a small company back in Redwood City that focuses on the top 50 advertisers. They're a tiny thing. Anybody who sells to ad tech will tell you everyone's selling to the same people. It's really hard. And those people that are buying, they're getting hit by agencies, media companies, tech vendors, et cetera. So how do they go to win? So they, but they didn't have time to go create anything elaborate. They had a case study, which they turned into a use case, which is different. A case study is like bits and bytes. A use case is a story, right? This story was not just about their product, but how they changed the way they did their business. A new point of view, right? An incredible way to track your ad advertising. It was a story. And what they did was, whoops. They, they ran their campaign leveraging the use case. So something, the reason I'm using this one, I've got like 50 of these, because you all have a use case. So we can do this. So the campaign's focused on relevant accounts. For them, it was the top 50 companies that are similar to Microsoft. Marketing begins early. You can bring in three days, two weeks before. We see a lot of different stuff. It's a pre-SDR campaign, very old school. When I was 22 and in the call center, I followed up on marketing efforts. They used to send pillows and all these really terrible tchotchkes, but it helped, right? In this case, we get to be digital, right? And in some cases, we can do direct. So direct mail send to the executives. They did digital sends of the use case. They did webinar and, 
and a white paper. They just gave it to them. They wrote a blog post. All these things we know how to go do, right? Then, then the SDRs came in. As the SDRs came in, you had air cover, right? So account-based ads, LinkedIn ads, targeted SEO, personalization, et cetera. Those things ran throughout the SDR portion of the campaign. So two, three days in, two weeks in, now the SDRs come in. So a couple things, remember. One is they killed it. The outbound outreach was for a startup that had never done outbound outreach before were astounding numbers, especially for a targeted set of accounts. Remember, they don't care if they respond or not because guess what? Not many people did. But their outreach efforts were really great. But if they did come in, they would go to the same SDR. The other thing they did, because there was only 50, the SDRs wrote, had 22 different messages per persona. That's overkill, but it was killer. Right, so VP of Digital Advertising, Director of Marketing, they all had different messages that they sent through, and they just destroyed it. The other thing I'll mention, the call to action. So one of the things that kills orchestrated campaigns is we go through this high-value campaign, and the sales gets on and says, hey, why don't I see if you want to, we'll run you through a demo, see if this is going to work out, right? I mean, we just give them all this value. The use case was the story. The use case was the offer. Everything they did was they said, we'd like to tell you about this use case. Sales, I know I said don't go to sales. Sales was resistant, but we said just try a couple and we'll have a VP come on and do it. And now sales loves it. They naturally lead with the use case. It's the first thing they show. So everything tied together. We're just talking about personalization. Remember something. We train SDRs to be personalized. I'll just give you the reality. 23-year-old kids with no business experience get a couple days of training, get to read some blog posts, and we want them to personalize. You're crazy, man. You're crazy. <laughs> we can help them personalize by saying, we're going to focus on this use case. Here are the kind of messages we want to talk about. Here's the things that we want to say in the emails. I can templatize 75% of this for you. Now we can personalize. Now we can customize. You should see the stuff that's getting pulled out of the SDR group. But it'd be harder if it was horizontal. It's much better because it's targeted. They took the 50 top advertisers, they ran a campaign, that everything that marketing did tied to what SDRs said, and the ultimate call to action from sales was against that use case. It was brilliant. And it can be done. And like I said, I got 25 different examples where that came from. So that's it, you guys. I got to tell you, there's a couple things to remember. It's not that hard. It's not. Unless you have a terrible sales development team, which, call me, we can fix it. Though selling. But seriously, call me. All right, so a couple things. Um, one is... Before you go into full-scale orchestration, let's just do marketing sales development. I'm telling you, I said this before, by just aligning efforts against the same accounts and contacts, you will see benefits, but it's better to orchestrate and align. But I'm telling you right now, if you're doing the same accounts and contacts, you will reap benefits anyway. The SDR will need a slight redesign. It doesn't work if you're in that sort of siloed SDR organization. You're going to have to redesign them. Um, the plans for marketing and sales development you can have a lot of fun with this, guys. A lot of fun. You get to say, ooh, and send that email voicemail here and maybe focus on that. You can have, I'm telling you, everyone's scared of orchestration. They say, let's dig in, let's go, and it's a lot of fun. The campaign content doesn't have to be that complex. I know we're all hitting you over the head on personalized and relevant. But the vast majority of people do things like use cases, vertical, research, high-value content, you name it. You, it doesn't have to be as complex as it's, it might seem. And just remember one thing, it's not about the MQL anymore. You've been listening to the Flip My Funnel podcast. To make sure that you never miss an episode, subscribe to the show in your favorite podcast player. 
If you have an iPhone, we'd love for you to open the Apple Podcasts app and leave a review. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time.